Hi, everyone. It's Gabby. And we're going to start doing some bonus episodes weekly for the listeners. And what we're trying to do is just take these specific bite-sized topics, go through them pretty quickly, and drill down on specific takeaways. What we're also doing is we fielded some questions and we try to elaborate from there. Hi, everyone. So this is sort of the bonus conversation that I had with Arthur C. Brooks, just maybe expanding, because we talked a lot with Arthur about the impact his wife has had in his life and maybe the opportunities that he was able to pursue with just either a nudge by her or even the invitation. And and so I, I got asked questions about working with my partner, Laird. Um, I've been with Laird for, we'll be married, I guess, 25 years this November and together 27 years. We come from very small sports. I mean, volleyball, big wave surfing, you, you by force are almost an entrepreneur. And so we've actually worked together quite a lot over these years, um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so I was just asked some questions about that. And just starting off with su- success, success addiction, Arthur was talking a lot about that. I think for both Laird and I, it's an interesting question because it doesn't make you happy, right? Success feels good in the short term. It doesn't actually make you happy in the long run. But when it's sort of this pursuit of excellence or expression of self, that has a different impact. And so I think both Laird and I, Laird's his pursuit of surfing and the sort of creative aspects of that. And and me, I, I just like, I'm curious. And so whether it was doing businesses like XPT or Laird Superfood um, or even doing television or this podcast, it's sort of the pursuit of curiosity and, and self-expression. And so um, how it works for us, I will say, oh, and I have to tell you, today, like I, I literally, I think I've eaten um, half of an, like a almond croissant. My point is this. It's like, I think everyone thinks every day I eat perfect. I don't, and it's totally okay. And I'm just sharing that because the other side of that is I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I'm also not feeling my best um, but anyway, okay, so uh, the questions are like, how did the idea start and how did we develop it? And was someone in charge and was someone serving? Uh, who, who was the one looking at the big picture and then who's grinding out day to day? And which one of you is the dreamer and one of you is the realist? Uh, this is an interesting question because I think um, obvious take, I'm sort of the realist. I'm the day-to-day person. Um, a lot of the ideas have started from Laird. Um, I would say that I'm creative in a different way. But for example, XPT was like stuff Laird was doing and we were all kind of his crash test dummies. And then my friend Jen, who I work with and trust very much was like, oh, you have to figure out how to make this a business. And then sort sort of she takes on even a heavier grind. And then I take on the execution of a day-to-day between her and Laird and I. And I think I'm very big picture and Laird will trust me and I also am day-to-day. I think he's interested in, this is working for me, I like this, or this doesn't exist and I need it. So he either will develop it or want other people to have it because he's like, this is great. For example, stand-up paddle surfing, whether he's you know kind of created the modern-day new interpretation of something that existed, whatever. I asked him one time, what was it like? when he'd go drive down the coast and see like a lot of people stand up paddling. And he's like, he said, you know, I knew I was having so much fun. 
So in our house, those are kind of our rules. You know, I'm, our roles, I'm like the email answer, the phone, the meeting. And if it's worth it, then after eight meetings, I'll bring Laird in. Um, and I, I think both of us have a, a blend of dreamer and realist. Because even to do the day-to-day grind, you have to believe in it. You have to dream that it's possible. And as far as like the hurdles that we face, um, doing any business, we've had a lot of failures. We've lost money on things. Um, things always take a lot longer than you think. And um, the question was, how do you overcome them? I think, first of all, it's believing in what you're doing. Like you really believe in it. it you, it's not the end game. It's not saying, okay, there's going to be X amount of zeros at the end of this, or this many people will be doing it. It's like, no, I believe in this and how do I develop it correctly? And, um, and so it's not about overcoming it. It's about being realistic and understanding that any of these endeavors, um, takes a lot of time and energy. They're never easy. You're going to make a million mistakes. I make mistakes every day, all day long, even now. And um, the whole thing, though, is it was the question was like, do we do it together with our heads down? And that is one thing that both Laird and I have done very well. I would say is even when you're frustrated, it'd be easy to blame the other person or it'd be like, you didn't do that. Sometimes Laird accuses me of being too patient or too nice when I don't just cut the line. Um, but there's that trust. So you you do it together. So within it, even the disagreement, the disagreement still stays within the unit, if that makes sense. And as far as someone leading the charge, I think it's a a unified front. I really think that both of us have to believe in something enough and and also recognize the opportunity. This is key. Even when things are, you know, kicking your butt and they're not good and you are thinking about dollars or whatever, it's like if you both can believe in it, it's also when one's down, the other one's like, come on, we got this, and, and vice versa. So I think that, that that really is is helpful. And, you know, it's like, okay, then how do we juggle real life, you know, raising our kids, paying bills? Um, and that is like you're doing this dream but with a realistic approach. So I love the idea of being all in. I'm married to somebody who's like an all-in person, but you're also – just keeping an eye on reality because it's not that crashing and burning doesn't work and you act, you have to sort of enter it with this all in attitude. But once you start having kids and things like that, it's like you still have to get up at a certain time and make breakfast for them and drive them to school or, you know, so, so how do you create a space of mental and emotional, I don't want to say normality, but you can't go up and down with the way it's going, because then you're, you're just, you're up and down. And so we do that through staying healthy. I think the training and the eating well and being, um, having some kind of connection to something much bigger than ourselves just tethers you to a perspective that helps you juggle real life. And by the way, all of those things are hard for everyone anyway, right? Like just, getting through days and relationships and and communication and conflict resolution and and details and children and all these things, I think has its own set of challenges. So maybe it's also not being surprised by that. I think both Laird and I are pretty realistic. Like hard is not that uncomfortable. Um, and also why why do we think it's hard? Maybe it just is. And and I think that that approach has also been helpful, but certainly being feeling good, which would mean getting to bed 
you know, not being exhausted, um, you know, those kinds of things to support you in, you know, the shit show. And, um, and so, you know, the, the last of the questions was how does starting and running a business with your partner test challenge serve or hinder your relationship? Sometimes it's not sexy. You know, it's like, how do you shift gears and you go from like, um, Oh, you have a, we have a conference call. Like for example, we took, uh, uh, Laird Superfood went public and Laird and I did uh, a road show on zoom during COVID. We sat next to each other for a week straight, 35, you know, or 38 zooms, um, in that five day period. And you're saying the same things over and over. You're sitting right next to each other. You're like, ha ha ha, you know, like, Oh, you know, and you're weirdly trying to act like you're a real couple, which you are. But like you're talking to investors and it's like you're you're sort of representing also yourselves, what you believe in, your brand, what the brand mission statement is, all these things and try to be genuine. Well, by the way, when you're done with that, you have nothing for the person. Your tank is empty, right? Like you're just trying to figure out how you can feed your kids and barely talk to anyone and get into bed and maybe answer a couple emails. So I have to say that that part of like, it is not sexy. So where are the spaces that just that you preserve just for the relationship? And I don't mean the relationship with the children. I mean, just the partnership, the, the, you know, the, that human being that you're with and what you find, like what you remind yourself that you love and appreciate about them or find sexy. Um, But yeah, I mean, listen, I will Right, like sometimes we'll get a 15-minute window to be alone or 30-minute window. And like right as our pill, our head's hitting the pillow, I'm going to like bring up something from work. And mm-hmm. I can just see Laird like, oh, my God, this, you know, like that's great, you know, foreplay. So I think it's also being mindful of creating that space and and also just making sure that you have time to connect in just a really physical way, like – you know, you just, I think you can, I don't, I don't want to say this this way, but it seems to show up a lot is it seems to solve a lot of irritations when you can have enough time to have sex. It's like, because then it's not just everything is, you know, like an arrangement. It's like, oh yeah, I'm into you. And I desire you. And I think when people are feeling that way and as well as respected and appreciated, then you can, you know, put on all these other hats because there's nothing worse. Like, m- believe me, none of us like to be told what to do. And I'm the one with the calendar and I have to like break it to Laird like, oh, this is what your week looks like. It's like he doesn't want to hear that. So that part, I just have to be really careful. And then there's something beautiful that is if you can learn these dance steps enough is you, you can all, this, these, this person has your back in a way that almost no one can. And so this is really a beautiful kind of chord that you can hit. Um, And again, if it's not about, are we winning or losing or making lots of money or no money or things great, but it's like, Hey, we're in this pursuit that we believe in and we we love this and we want to share this and we want to grow this. And in that process are a lot of wonderful things and, and some challenges and hardships and frustrations, but also so much learning. Um, 
I don't, I mean, it makes life really interesting and it's like just another shade of your relationship. But if you can protect, if you can protect your family time and your, you know, your personal time and even your individual time, that's the other part is sometimes I sneak, I'm hiding in my office because I, I just need to be in that time with myself as a person. And so if you can do it, great. It's, I don't know that it's for everybody. Um, but, uh, you know, I think if you have to work with anybody and you have the opportunity to work with your partner, um, it can be it can be pretty pretty incredible. Um, and I'll, finally, I'll I'll end this on on one thing, which is there will be times even within the work where like one person might do a lot of the work and the other gets kind of the credit. It happens, and I think that's okay. I think if your reason of why you're doing the work is genuine, that's not what it's about. But it will happen, believe me. I think um, probably it's more common than not. And so don't be surprised. But also, um, for example, let's say you're the person who's the creative and has that special something. And let's say you're the grinder. Well, the grinder might be investing day to day more time, but it will be the creative that everyone wants to hear talk. Um, So I guess I'm just bringing that up because if it's a joint success – right? If it's the success of the pursuit of how interesting of an idea is this, and we're, we're, we're exploring that, then that's what we can stay focused on. And I think as long as internally everyone's feeling appreciated and seen, that certainly makes that easier. But I'm only bringing it up because it happens. It happens, period, in, in work um, environments. Another part of working together that feels important is just to have a little distance. And we have a joke in our house that an expert, somebody who lives a mile away. So another part I think of trying to work together is yes, everybody has their roles and you're trusting everybody to do it. And, and once you do that, um, I think you have to keep honoring that because it's easy to sort of think because, Oh, this person maybe like I didn't put a cap on you know, a toothpaste or an underwear didn't get into a hamper, that that overflows into sort of how we deal with them in work. And I think if we can avoid that, that is very helpful. And if you, and, and sort of honor like, oh, this person has a different skill set. And just because I know them so well, and I'm so intimate with them, um, and they know all my flaws and, and, and the other way as well, is still to be able to separate and understand their strengths and their talents and see if you can you can compartmentalize that because then it builds that trust and and um, and it's weirdly like being professional when you're in professional environments. So how you talk to them, respond to them, or disagree. Lastly, I'll leave you with this. I um, for those of you who ever listen to me, you will hear me talk a lot about Byron Katie, and I just think it's her work. The work has been a very good north star for me, um, and. I can get into all the reasons why another time, but I was riding up the hill this morning, you know, like just a few minutes, like just get it done. And, um, she was talking about, there's only three kinds of business. There's my business, your business and God's business. And I, I just want to leave that with you because when I can pay attention to my business, um, and really focus on that. I get released from a lot of other things that cause me um, frustration and, and stress that I can't really do much about. So um, I'm, I, you know, I'm not running around trying to fix everybody. 
as I get older, I'm trying less and less to do that and just pay attention to my business. Thanks for hanging out with me. That wraps it up for today. Make sure to follow us on Spotify for free episodes and subscribe to The Gabby Ree Show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me at Gabby Reese on Instagram and Twitter. Aloha. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.